Okay, good people. I'm just waiting for this to start up here. We were having a little bit of a tech issue there. I don't know how your um, Connecticut internet is doing, but you know, it's you know, it's a good thing they got paid Comcast. You know, as long as Xfinity gets its money, you know, who gives a fuck if everybody has internet? Am I mad? Should I be? Hmm. I feel like that leads right into our conversation for tonight. So CJ here, this is the sound of black and brown. So glad that you could tune in tonight. You know, there's a lot of things that we spoke about last night and, you know, I, I feel like we have to continue this conversation. So just to recap, you know, we were just sharing thoughts, three fifths, um, Ramon and I on a couple of things that are happening here locally and nationally, internationally. I mean, the oppression is real, but here's the thing. From speaking of what's happened at City Hall, the lack of, you know, um, emphasis placed on certain things, you know, everything is being studied. I don't know if you all knew this. Let me, let me, for those of y'all who are not local in Connecticut, just in case you didn't know, we're such studious people here in Connecticut. We study everything, right? Um, we decided that we didn't like racism, so we decided to study it, not address it, study it. Okay, we decided that we didn't like um, having to, you know, validate our hairstyles. So, you know, we study these things. We're studious, studious people. I'm being sarcastic because that's bullshit. Um, I also shared last evening that I did not grow up in this culture. So, you know, and I also grew up in what will be deemed by many outside of there, particularly Americans, as um, a less advanced culture, okay? Uh, and so most people may think that folks like me, you know, we swing around on, on a vine from place to place, right? Um, I see Manny's logging in. <laughs> hey, Manny. Uh, you know, we swing around. So Manny also, his ancestors are also as ignorant. I don't know. We come in droves, right? You know, people seem to think that our cultures, you know, our, our ancestries, those of us who are not American made, you know, we seem to be um, lower on the food chain here. So last night we started this conversation and we started talking about, you know, um, everything happening here locally as far as some of the decisions being made you know we have lawmakers showing up on tv saying all the white things at the white time but what's really happening you know we also spoke about the fact that um right in front of our faces the school to prison pipeline is being reinforced right we have money and funding to um send it to the ukraine and we have money, interest, and funding to do all of that, but we don't have the same zest to do so locally. I mean, you know, for those who say, I don't want to pick a side, um, that's nice. But unfortunately, your stance is allowing other things to happen, right? It should not be that we went into 2024 and, you know, we still have military aid going out to Israel. That's my opinion. 
It should not be that in 2024, right, we critiqued our high schoolers, made them feel like shit, and took away a lot of resources. I mean, I went off on a whole rant last night, whatever you all want to call it. Some say I rant, some say I speak the truth. I really, you know, it doesn't bother me either way. I could tell you this much, this right here is not scripted. We might have our tech issues. That's just part of life. I'm not even going to let that bother me, to be quite frank. You'll notice I don't even go back and like, you know, um, I could do it. I could download every episode. I could go in and edit it. I could take out the highs, the lows, the in-between, but I choose not to because what does that really serve? What does that prove? What am I doing there when I do that? Like, I don't, I don't see the point of that, right? Instead, you know, we sit here, we break bread. Do we always agree? No, mm -mm. I can't say that we always agree. Um, but that's where you get a lot of insight. You get thoughts. I mean, I found out and learned more from these types of conversations than I've had going down to City Hall. Why? Because it's not on a stage. It's not being viewed as it has to be done the first time and it has to be done this way. And that leads me into the context of tonight's conversation. So last night we spoke about power perceived as power achieved. And I referenced the fact that in good old New Haven, which is, you know, quite frankly, very comfortable with reinforcing the school to prison pipeline because your friend Dusted Elliker doesn't seem to think it's a big deal that a school like Hill House had that much money at its disposal and sent it back. Yet on TV, we have all these conversations about kids going over to Panera Bread and destroying this. We have college, you know, tuitions are going up. Now they're talking about they have to close this and that, education, this and that, because, you know, they don't see this and they don't see that. But what I don't understand, right, just help me, because, you know, I'm kind of ignorant and I explained I come from a third world country. So please bear with me. Us who grew up around banana trees, you know, love us a little harder, okay? Um, I'm trying to understand the math here because the math isn't mathing. I explained last night that pre-COVID, by some miracle that nobody seems to know, there seemed to have been the issue of engaging students because there seemed to be the problem of we had not enough resources, we had all these students, we have all these families that are without, and then COVID happens, and that just makes the problem even worse. Right. And so what in turn happens is throughout COVID, you know, we're told, well, you know, um, you know, that was nice and all, but, um, you know, we, we, we have to do this. You know, they just justified the bullshit. Like, believe it or not, this might shock you. Hill House received close to a million dollars of money. If you go into that school right now, you would never think so. Now, granted. The funds were not to be used for infrastructure. I didn't say that, but I'm saying if I go into an institution that looks like a friggin' prison, a very great simulation of a prison, and on top of that, you are treating me like a prisoner because even though you're getting money to do things, you take it away. That's what they did, right? But what I want to draw your attention to is the flow of the bullshit, right? You gotta watch the flow of the bullshit. That's a new term put that in your vocab, watch the bullshit flow. Because remember, I thought I could have sworn 
people try to come at me for not being very um, encouraging about the students going back in person. No, haha. Would you imagine, even though I'm, I am a brown, angry immigrant, black, angry immigrant, you know, it depends on who sees me to decide. You know, I'm being very sarcastic on purpose because I'm tired of the bullshit. I don't know about you. I personally, um, I've never had a doctor recommend, suggest, or advise me to eat bullshit on a daily basis. However, I do appreciate those of you who love your daily digestion of that. Good for you. However, at one point, shortly after we kind of sort of figured out what COVID was, let's put it in perspective. So COVID arrives 2020. 2021, the whole world is, you know, we're, we're running around. We're trying to figure out what, what the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to get this done? And so, you know, everybody's scrambling. So then we go remote. But then even people like Jay-Z, who's married to one of the world's most beautiful women, you know, um, he even says after four months, I can't stand this shit. What I found interesting, I don't know. Y'all come here. Let me tell you all this. Come here. Y'all who listening. Um did y'all ever notice the fact that when the rich people said they were uncomfortable, now we have to talk about everything has to reopen? Or was it just me? I don't know. I don't know. Remember, I come from a third world country. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I should feel gifted and blessed that I even know how to read the way how some people perceive us who are not of privilege. What I'm trying to say here is this, right? Let's, let's look at the math here. Now, let me dial it back. For those who didn't tune in last night, I also shared that while I grew up in my little third world coconut country, right, I also grew up in the time of the national coup. So look it up. Go look it up. I want you to look it up. I invite you to look it up. See what you could find out about that. Keep a couple of things in mind. This happened right around the late, um, the 90s, right? It's around the 90s, um, you know, internet and everything was different. So keep that in your back pocket while you're judging us, right? So I'll give you a nutshell of what happens. So a group of um, people decided that they were no longer happy with how things were going in the country. They were quite upset because a lot of jobs were coming in, but they weren't coming in and being, you know, the wealth wasn't being distributed amongst the community. It was really all these investors, they saw the country, they see the benefits, everybody wants to be part of it. Okay, great, fantastic. So next thing we know, you know, the oppression starts. I mean, the cost of living, you're talking about a country where, you know, at one point you could afford to eat with $10 in your pocket. And then next thing you know, people are, I don't know, we're, we're fighting to figure out how to pay our utility bills. We're figuring out how we're gonna afford basic needs. Does any of this sound familiar to anybody? Okay, just checking. All right, let me go on. So now the coup happens. So we're already in an economic shift, right? Um, Trinidad Tobago was facing an economic shift. There were a lot of decisions being made about, you know, development projects and ways to boost the tourism, which was seemingly attracting a lot of revenue. However, however, here's the problem with tourism, right? There's a lot of caveats with tourism, which we need to talk about that, especially as the number of missing children are um, going up. Did you know that? Were you, you aware of that? 
Did you know that at all? I, I don't know if you knew that. I just adjusted my volume. Sorry, first I'm like I shouting. I don't know. Tech could be techie, so I'm just trying to finesse it here. But thank you. I didn't mean to startle anybody. But did you know that? Did you know that, let's say over the course of the last, I'm going to throw a number out there, 20 years, the number of missing children internationally, not in New Haven, not just in California, not just in Trinidad, or not just in Puerto Rico, or England, or India, across the world. Huh. Interesting. Now, in Trinidad and Tobago, this became a concern because the numbers started, I mean, people started disappearing. Kids are showing up dead. So now, you know, we have people concerned about all this, that, you know, investment that the, the government is saying is so great, it's so fantastic, yay. But also, a lot of it was backed by the United States. So here comes this group of people who say, nah, fuck that. We ain't, we ain't having that because, you know, once we sell off to these, you know, Americans, that's the end of the road. All right. I'm, like I said, I'm just giving you a nutshell of, of what's going on. So try to put the picture. So in America at the same time. So meanwhile, in America, other things are happening. You have rap music is really making a play on the music scene. That was huge. You're seeing more movies about the black and brown experiences. You're seeing more of those things happening. So meanwhile, in this country, America, while we're in the third world country dealing with America's bullshit and greed, in America, America's making sure its country thinks everything is fine. It's fabulous. Rodney King, who that? We don't care about that. Come on, stop it. Right? Now, Here's another thing to note. I want you to keep this in your mind. So I'm setting up the four, you know, the play here. So this is the 90s. Keep in mind what would have been the tech at the time. So that means we didn't have the cell phones. Remember, this is an island. So you don't have people running around with cell phones and stuff like that. You know, um, it's very, you know, simple. It's a simpler type of life. You know, the news comes by your neighbor. Everybody pays attention to the six o'clock news because believe it or not, while in America, cable was well welcomed and, you know, used in our little countries, we didn't even have that yet. So the rest of the world knows things that we don't know. But isn't this interesting, right? Power is a hell of a thing. What did I say last night? Power perceived as what? All right, now. So while all this is happening, here come this group of people who say, these advocates who say, you know what? If we allow the United States and others to do even more development on our land, it's not going to benefit our people. We do not like this. We don't like it. So they attempt to overthrow the government because they were fueled by the fact that they felt like their voices weren't being heard. They were showing up to the meetings. They were, um, you know, protesting. Let me, let me just add a little lemon in here for you. Let me tell you how my people in my little primitive island place goes. In my country, around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, because this happened a couple times, you know, there's a particular development that I would liken to something like, um, where do I want to go with this? Like the, the, the less fortunate side of California, like slums, like you've seen people living in tents and everything, right? And so this particular section, we call it the B-Tum. 
right? It, it smelled the lavas because of where it is, where we dump our trash, it had a smell across it. But because of people's lack of access and income, you know, people live there. People have to live somewhere. So anyway, one election, um, the elected, the, the person going up for election, I can't see this with a straight face. You know, he was going up for re-election. He said, oh, oh I, I care about the people in the B-Tom. What do you mean? I care. So he goes now and he, of course, you know, there's media there, people taking pictures, everybody's smiling here, right? And they go and they fix the toilets in all the plate, you know, the apartments, as many as they could get to in this particular area. So you're talking about like 50, 60 houses. Let's just throw that as a number. Now, why did they do that in the first place? Well, because the people in the Beetham, again, Trinidad was falling into the whole, oh, America's amazing. Look at all these white people who care. You know, they care, they're showing up and, and they like us and they seem to want to be here. We should really, really try to keep them. Yay. No. So in part to make it look good, because here's the thing, the white people have to drive past this particular section of the city to get to downtown or downtown. So now the lawmakers go, we gotta make this look good because we can't have our investors showing up and seeing these people complaining all the time. So they go ahead and they do this whole spiel and they, they put it on TV and they show how, you know, they fix up the toilet and yada, yada, yada. I'm gonna tell you something, you know what my people do? My trainees do? Oh yeah, you fix up the toilet. I'll let you finish, go ahead and finish. No problem. You want to finish? No problem, man. Finish your job. Good for you. But guess what they did after that? They took out every fucking toilet and threw it away. Every last one. They wait till the people finish and they say, oh yeah? Well, they like it so much? Keep it for your fucking self. So that means the city spent money. <laughs> they spent money and time and resources and they basically got a middle finger i'm sorry my community not taking that that's how my people roll so let's go back to what i started saying so back to the coup now so what built in you, you gotta understand you know again it's the law of nature for every action is an equal and opposite reaction you gotta understand these are laws of nature for a reason. I told you all, you want to understand the Republicans, go look up the seven principles of economics and all your white Negroes and white Latinos who like to play around with the fuckery, you're going to feel like shit because I'm telling you right now, if you'll go ahead and let that man, if you let Trump get that office, we're fucked. We're really fucked. You think you fucked now? Are you mad about it now? You wait and see what he going to do. And they're planning it already. Pay attention. Anyway, back to Trinidad. So here's the cool. We have these people are mad because they see the government, the Trinidad government, Trans-Tobago government, making all these efforts to bring big, big money, as we call it back home, big money in the country. But they're not seeing that big money being spent on the single parent, the um, parentless children, um, the poor people, none of that. They overthrow the fucking government. They timed the shit. They fucking sent a truck down to the Red House. That's our city hall. They kidnapped the president and they say they have a list of demands. And all of this happened on TV. I was a little girl. Okay? I was a little girl. And I couldn't I couldn't understand it. I remember sitting in my living room because 
you know, I wasn't even a teenager yet, so I'm not thinking about all these things. And let me tell you something. For those of you who think that your kid's supposed to walk out the room talking about certain things like, you know, democracy and and, and all these other things, please stop doing that. You add into the fucking problem. Let the kids be kids. When they're ready, they'll be there. Okay? But I'll get to you all too because I have a whole bunch of shit I want to say about that too. So anyways, here I am. You know, it was a regular day as far as I thought. And, you know, uh, my siblings, they were around the house. This is back in Trinidad and Tobago. You know, everything outside, I used to play with my neighbors and stuff. And we had actually just come back inside. And I could tell, you know, because what was weird was our parents, my parents and my neighbor's parents, they, they had like a conversation. You could tell something was wrong. It was very, shh, 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 shh. you know, they didn't want to, they didn't want us, the kids, to hear them, you know how they do that. So they had a loud conversation next to us. <laughs> what kids supposed to do better? We're supposed to know. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm not supposed to listen to that. Well, needless to say, we overheard it because um, folks were really, really anxious and it was a lot going on and we got rushed inside. And I remember my parents trying, you know, they're on the phone, this one calling that one and all of that. Some people were like, you know, they're trying to figure out if they should lock their doors, whatever, whatever. My father wasn't worried. This is the strangest thing to some people. He just was calm as a cucumber. He called to make sure that his family was okay. Um, he went on the line. He called his mother. He called his sisters. He, he did all of that. His brothers and everything, checking on everybody. Then he proceeded to check in on my mother's family, you know, just, just like that. But everybody was calm. Now, you would think if on TV you see the president being held at gunpoint and you're seeing people walking around in the background with machine guns and all of that excitement, why are these people calm? Huh. Now, see, friends, I'm sharing that with you all because I want to show you something, right? Bear with me here. Walk through the trailer thought with me, right? How did I start off with this? Didn't I tell you what happened? What was going on? Didn't I tell you how people start again? Over time, they just, you know, they didn't have enough in them to take any more bullshit, right? Now, I also shared that with you all because you have to understand something about me first and foremost i didn't grow up in a culture despite what you just heard don't get confused now when i went to school we said things like columbus rediscovered trinidad we didn't say he discovered shit. if you want to give the man credit so bad then give him credit for discovering slavery every time i say that people look at me manny always laughs right what's so funny you know i started to laugh too because I don't understand what's so funny. <laughs> what the fuck is so funny? <laughs> you focus one credit so bad, then there you go. Yay. Did y'all notice, let me sidebar, that for like 15 minutes, everybody cared about those statues. Everybody cared about the statues, the Columbus statues I'm referring to, for like a whole 15 minutes. Why did we stop caring? But what's the bigger question? Who made us stop caring? My friends, let me tell you something. I don't know how to tell you this other than just to say it. I'm not going to dance around the shit. Um, and I'm not going to sit here 
and parse it down because you know what doesn't get parsed down towards me? Racism and discrimination. Sexism. People don't just give me less of that just because they grew feelings in 15 seconds. That doesn't happen for black and brown people. A racist will be a racist from the minute they wake up to the minute they go to bed. It doesn't matter where they go. They'll go to the grocery store, go to work. Don't get fooled, you know. And you see, I say that to say, because that is how mediocre whiteness has enveloped itself in your communities. You have to remember something, my friends. Your ancestors were groomed okay your ancestors were given i paused there because i want that to settle let, let, let me dial that back a little bit what did she just say did you forget who got beat up who got lynched who was disenfranchised Was dehumanized. Who did that happen to and why? It's the balance of power. What did I say last night? Power perceived as what? You have to remember something. Try to use the imagination with me. You really think when Columbus first went to Africa, he only saw five people standing there? You think it was him and his shipmates and five people? No. He went there and he saw a nation, but he noticed that they didn't have certain things. They didn't have clothes on like he did. They didn't have machinery like he did. They were amazed by his appearance because these people are using whatever they could find and being creative, you know, and, and you know, creating clothes and weapons, right? They didn't have gunpowder and guns, most of them, if not all of them, all right? They didn't even cook inside. Now, see, for somebody like me, I grew up in that. Believe it or not, as ancient as I am, I keep trying to tell you, me, Noah, Joel, Moses, all of us was good, good friends. You feel me? We still on, on Snap Snap together, right? Good, good friends. That's my buddies, man, right? But the point I'm trying to make here is I grew up in a country that was chastised for being too primitive. You know, my aunties and my uncles and them would light a fire easy, easy outside. And they're making a bowl and whatever pot they need right there on the spot. Who else did that? I grew up into that. It was nothing. You know what surprised me? Is when I come here and I started eating with my hands. See, when I'm out and about, I have to be, as we say it, and we joking at the home. I have to be civilized when I'm outside. See, when I'm home and I'm in my house, I eat how I know how to eat with my hands. That's how I grew up eating. Because if you look at, and I, I said this to you all before, if you look at the food in Trinidad, Tobago, and the West Indies, and you go all the way up, the, the West Indies, the Caribbean, and you go into the um, Latinx side, right? You go through all those islands and countries and so, the poor people, that is where you're indigenous, you ancestors man they walked in you know you know where they were by the food yes for every dish you like if you identify as black or brown ask your, your parents if you whoever in your family ask them about the dishes they ate growing up and do your own research into other cultures and think about that for a second
marinate on that for a little bit. So if all of us eating technically, you know, the same type of food and everything, then how come we end up like this? Power perceived is power achieved. When Columbus rolled up and he realized, all right, boys, I have two guns. Each gun have six bullets. That's 12 bullets, but it's 12 bullets and like 50 of them. We might shoot a few. We might even shoot most, but we might miss. Because remember, we'll look at the year we're talking about, right? We ain't talking about people had sniper rifle and all them ting, ting, ting. Nobody had, um, you know, wire wires on them. There wasn't wiretapping, you know, the people. They came as they were. They had, at the time, the comparable, simple version. And they came by boat. They didn't show up in an Uber, right? So it's not like Columbus could turn around and say, yo, tell so-and-so to take an Uber down here, man. He could fly on JetBlue. It wasn't like that. They had to use what they had, but he sized it up, you see. He realized right there in that moment, because let's not forget, in case you did, let me remind you, why was Columbus out there in the first place? Ah, I'm going to paint the canvas again. Think about the time, right? In that time, Columbus and his people really thought Isabella and Ferdinand, wherever the sun set was the end of the world. So if a ship went past that, People thought the person was dead. If, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Do your research. Learn your history. Now, while you have those with privilege, with boats, and they're trying to explore, very early on, Columbus and his community, the allocation of well started right away. Okay? So what happened is your friend Columbus wasn't making a lot of money because he wasn't seen as a good source for anything. He wasn't bringing anything of value, literally. So what would happen is, so picture this, he would go out to sea, probably, you know, pick up a couple fish or whatever he find, and he would come back now, and he would then try to sell what he had, like whatever he had. If he found gold in the little trip he took out on his excursion to sea, he would come back and he would um, try to sell those right um but nobody was buying it everybody else was bigging up you know because the problem was he didn't have enough he was a poor fisherman did you know columbus was poor you know that right he was poor so he didn't have a nice big boat with wi-fi and all them thing no 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 my boy had like the upgrade to a fucking raft Right when he started, started by the time he meet up with Isabella and food, and I know he had something a little better. But the problem was he wasn't making enough money to sustain himself and grow. So he get to the point now because he wanted to do this thing, wanted to do this thing. He wanted to be rich like he see everybody else because when he look around him, he seeing this one Henry go in and he 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 coming back and he making all this money and he getting all this good. But he wasn't part of that clique. He wasn't rolling with them boys. So he never was able to generate that type of attention. But then one day, he goes out on an excursion. This is where it starts to get the plot thickens. It starts to get interesting. Because this is where your history and my history will, will, you know, argue. See, in your history, America, you make it sound like he just pick up, check his Gmail, watch the word on Yahoo, and say, you know what? I feel like I'm going in Africa. Yeah, boy. I'm going to call Manny and, and Ed and see what they're doing. That's not how that went. Okay? Just so you know, that's not how that went. 
if anything, he actually was out there trying to acquire wealth. And, you know, some say unfortunately he survived. I, I'm one of those people. Too. But he got caught up in, in you know, that sea tide. Because remember, he doesn't have, think about the tech at the time. So a current that, you know, a boat could face now would not have been the same back then. And with what he had, he, you know, he was against the odds. So what would happen is he would end up in this situation where he would happen they thought he fell off the earth because of how far out the boat went. You know, the nudie waters was bad. Everybody trying to count for everybody. And then they say, oh, shit, I think Columbus and he boy is dead because we didn't see his boat. But they weren't. Really, they had traveled beyond, you know, that sight, that view. And that's how they found your ancestors. And then he realized, wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute, let me put some white supremacy in it, if I just found these folks here by chance, oh no, huh, bulb idea, comes back to Isabella and Ferdinand, because remember, he didn't have proof, he couldn't take a picture, he didn't have an iPhone, so he couldn't just send them a, a you know, an Instagram reel real quick, he had to bring proof. So he went back again, but this time he come now with the lies already, the white lies. And he say, look, I'll give you this opportunity and that opportunity, man. Now he didn't know, of course, the language is different. So they're trying to communicate back and forth. And, you know, he basically sell them the dream that, don't worry, man, we, we will respect you. But is that what really happened? Let's fast forward now. So see, that was then and this is now. Let me tell you something that pisses me off, yeah? And it, it really, you know, I was telling somebody else the other day this because I, my time passed, I can't take it. Certain things are not tolerated. And I get older and I get younger, I don't age backwards, right? My tolerance for certain things just getting lesser and lesser and lesser. And one of the biggest blasphemous things I've seen over the last few years, and it's, it's so normalize it up there with racism now is the fact that we have people when they see oh channel eight gonna show up oh shit you mean w you know wsfb or, or whoever it is cnn showing up i have to be there i have to march i have to make sure i look good and they show up now and they say all the white things and they take all the white pictures but does anything change no they yell out all kind of thing about who writes matter and don't send the immigrants home and don't put this one in jail. But then when they go to work and they leave that rally, you bet your ass most of them going back to the same shit. I told you all last night, who in here could tell me what the fuck does that Elika chief of staff look like? Um, sorry, campaign aid. Nobody. So either he hired a ghost or he did what Columbus did and impressed you all so fucking much. You just let the mediocre whiteness grow on its own. Let me tell you something. You see this state right here? This state, Connecticut, prides itself. Now, for those who forget, remember we have Boston and New York as neighbors, uh, Massachusetts and New York, right? 
Now think about that for a second. So if you see here, why is it if we have Massachusetts in one direction and New York in another direction, where do we stand, Connecticut stand in terms of being progressive in your opinion? Is you there? I can't hear you, sir. Oh, there you go. Yep, I can hear you. Mm hmm it's facts because I just explained the whole genesis of Columbus because you see in the history books here in America, it reads as if Columbus put it in his GPS and just decided to go down by Africa and see what going on. And it just so happened he come back and slavery just happened. That's not what happened. He was a poor fisherman. He wasn't making money. And he actually encountered the rest of the world by accident. And really was literally mother nature that did that. Because if it hadn't been for, you know, the tides, he would have never gotten lost. But then again, it probably would have happened anyway, right? He shows up over there and he sees our ancestors. He realizes immediately upon landing, these people do not have near anything that I have. I mean, picture that scene. Here's Columbus. These, these you know, our ancestors, they never see anybody that didn't look like them much less had straight hair, much less had skin that was way lighter than theirs and showed up in, in some type of something that they never saw before. So of course they were impressed by him. So he goes back and he tells Isabel and Ferdinand, but because again, he was a poor fisherman, he had to prove to them that this was worth something. So he went right back. And even though he didn't speak their native tongue, he made it sound as if, yeah, don't worry, I'm about to take you to freedom. You're about to see the world. And here we are with slavery and everything else after that. Now, for anybody who just had their stomach turned, you heard what the man just said. He's absolutely fucking right. Connecticut is nowhere near progressive. I wouldn't even, you know, use that word anymore. But what did Malcolm tell us? Beware the who? The white liberals. Let me tell you all in Connecticut, you see this mediocre whiteness you're also into? You're not doing anybody any favors. We said this last night, didn't we, three-fifths? Why do we have lawmakers who are retiring in certain positions? That should not be happening, should it, three-fifths? Help me here, sir. I, I don't what to say anymore because i don't see why we keep going back to the same people who keep us groomed into serving because that's what it is you know you all know that right this is grooming at its finest because let me tell you something i'm gonna shock some people you see when you're turning your back on whoever the mediocre white person is when you're not doing what they say when they tell you to do they will fuck with you i've experienced it and i've seen it with my own two eyes and I know of people who have gone through it. I've seen people lose jobs, including myself. I've seen people lose scholarships, educational opportunities, training opportunities, advancement, position, titles, money. The fuck is wrong with y'all? 
But when you, you know, when you, you do your research and you, you, you dial it back, you find out why. You see? Because when you don't go with the mediocre whiteness, the mediocre whiteness gets rid of you. Period. You telling me, I'm going to use New Haven as an example. The mayor New Haven know, three-fifths, right, that there are people living in tents. Why the fuck is it taking him so long to address the slumlords three-fifths? We always have money for the police, don't we? We have money. We take, we take in on schools. We take away educational opportunities. We making sure, you know, we, we bullshit. This is bullshit. You know why it's bullshit? Because I have to vote for what you want me to vote for, not a mediocre white person in that particular seat for more than 10 years is a viable commodity, an asset, anything to our communities. You tell me, Thrifts, help me. I'm trying this to change, that to change, right? But then again, are they really addressing the problem in your opinion? And three fifths. <laughs> you know what? You 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 given the answers. That's why I'm kind of like silent. What you said you said is 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 gold. It's it's true. And, but one thing I will say is the progressive well, smart. Like and yell out all the white things and all the white spaces, this life matter, the pot spoon matter, the people on the street matter, you know, all of these things matter. And they're taking all the white pictures and they, you know, they're doing all these things, you know, I care so much. Yeah, I look at me, look at me. But then they go to the job and they treat their people like shit. Okay. Talk down to the employees. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? I don't think we're progressing, we're digressing. And for you all in Connecticut, especially. What I, like, what I like is that the progressives, they'll get someone like that look like me and you help them with their agenda. <laughs> they call them out. Mm hmm. They'll get someone. You're absolutely right. And we fall for this shit too. Right? Let's be real here, people. We fall for this shit because let me tell you something. Don't think these alleged progressives don't have their Rolodex of white Negroes and white Latinos they turn to. They do and they use you like a damn tampon. And when they're done with your ass, they say, okay, bye now, boy. Bye, boy. And if you decide to call them out on their shit, bless your little country heart. Because you're going to have to make a real serious decision. There is no bargaining with white supremacy. When the fuck are you going to learn that? When are they going to learn that, three-fifths? Why do we keep thinking, oh, I could change them? Change them into what, a Pokemon? What the fuck? Yes, 
Sure did. Preach. Preach. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, 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 no. No, no, but what were you and I talking about the other day? Remember, you let Americans tell it. Miramar Gaddafi was the worst person ever, wasn't he? But was he? Nelson Mandela. Let me tell you all something. Most of y'all, they're not going to say it, you know. Many people didn't respect the two names I just called for a long time, didn't they? And don't forget, because a black president had Gaddafi killed. Oh, shit. You came to start that shit. Oh, no. You mean Obama did that? But Listen. But remember, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, came, you came loaded, man. Because you see, the day Trump go to jail is the day Hillary paid for Benghazi. What the fuck did I just say? Hmm. You all want to know why he's not in jail yet? Because you see, there's probably conversations you and I will never know about. You think that motherfucker don't have a Rolodex of who fucked up? Of course he does. He did favors for most of them. Look at the pictures. Why would Bill Clinton be anywhere near Donald Trump? Ask yourself that and Oprah Winfrey. Why? Oprah, I thought you cared about the people. How come you and Jeffrey Epstein were such good, good friends? What happened to your story of being sexually assaulted? Ed, what happened to that? <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> but they criminalized the Panthers too, didn't they? See, because in this country, the truth gets criminalized till it's too late and then all the old crime. So see how they did a nice job of trying to smooth things over with Trump? Why do you think they did that? They didn't do it because they were bored. They did that shit because just like they wanted, they want another Republican in office. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And he's the one with the cojones. You see? Because let's be real here. The Republicans had other candidates up there. They still have them. But now one by one, they're all saying, nope, I'm bowing out. I'm endorsing him. And he's winning. Why do we have so many black and brown people are you all blind are they blind three-fifths y'all in connecticut there there was a whole bus that left out of stanford to participate in january 6th a whole bus of republicans from connecticut just connecticut colchester used to be one of several locations of the kkk if you drive through certain parts of, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about over there in Woodbridge, right? Southington, Colchester. How come I could call these names so easy? They're still there. And guess what? Even if the racists don't have a sign on their front yard, pay attention to how they treat people. Anytime somebody's narcissistic to the point where they talk down to them. I shared with you before. I, I went face to face, head to head, three fifths, and Manny could attest to this with a fucking snitch. A little white supremacist piece of shit who was able to use their mediocre whiteness to infiltrate. This is how dangerous mediocre whiteness is. You all need to know the term. 
and understand it and accept it is the reason why black and brown people cannot make it into office because we'll always pick the mediocre white man first. Go ask Chris Murphy how many black and brown uh, people he has working for him. Go ask him. Go ask Rosa and then ask them, how many of those people would you support, encourage, and go outside and show that you're with and support them as they move up legislatively? And he will say zero. Jesus Christ. Tell me. Just refresh everybody's memory. Louis new chief. Y'all need to pay attention, man. They need to pay attention. I mean, what else can we tell them, three fifths? You know what I mean? What, 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 what do we say? You know what I mean? Like, what, what do we do from here? You're a man who's lived through. I shared my lived experience. I lived in Trinidad during the coup. I'm not surprised by what I see happening in this economy right now because this is the outcome and part of a recession people are getting desperate just today in my neighborhood the police were all over the bill why because more and more people are are just you know they're succumbing to the stress of being poor that's a real thing when you have your landlord threatening to kick you out and then you are saying, well, you have to made to pay for your lights. Come on, man. You can't go to the doctor because we all have kind of asinine income limits and shit. Plus, you go to the doctor to give you a question to fill out. So by the time you fill that out, you probably don't want to be there no more. Right, get quality education. You all don't see a pro. We didn't call you in on that action because we didn't think you're into it. Oh, I didn't know I had to be into something. Because you see, the point I'm trying to make, you see that, that power and control from the streets to the office. That is the, the carrot. It is an older slavery. It doesn't matter. Right? I've seen it. I've experienced it. People within the movement have gaslit and gate kept me. Why? Because I'm a woman. And I'm not complicit. That's problematic, especially when you're a black woman. Especially when you're a black woman and you're a black immigrant woman, right? Then they start to say, well, are you really black? Because you look brown to me. Well, I'm glad you never traveled past the corner of your house. But if you come to my country, actually, yes, I am black, asshole, right? But that's what they do. They don't give you credit for your work. They don't invite you in just like, you know, just like the lawmakers. What's the difference here? You'll complain about the lawmakers not inviting you in, not doing this, not doing that. Why the fuck are you doing it to each other then? Why the fuck are you doing it to each other? That's all I want to know. I just want somebody to explain that to me. Because you see, there's all these trainings, like, like three-fifths noted last night. All these trainings and conversation. We threw the words on diversity and equity. Most jobs and places, you have to do some type of questioning and sit down and listen to somebody talk for like 30 minutes. They'll probably bring some cookies, everybody laugh and smile. But then as soon as that's over and everybody go back to what they're doing, they should go back to how it was before. So what did we learn? How come we have state funders not asking questions like, well, how many black and brown people do you have, um, you know, employed in leadership positions? 
What the fuck is the point of having a grant that's supposed to be about empowering black and brown people, but you're giving it to white people to manage? So I could go at this thing from every different direction. You'll sat there, open up New Haven Public Schools to everybody. So now we have students from different cities. Why? Because the justification for that fuckery was, oh, well, so-and-so's father works here, so, you know, it'll be easier. Am, am I wrong, three first? Correct me when I'm wrong, please, sir. Right? So we went and we opened up the, the education system, and we bullshit, and we, then we said, hmm, now we have a way to squeeze who out? Who are we squeezing out? Right? You really think this is going to end anytime soon? Don't you see what's really happening here? Or are you just blind to it? Or is it that you don't want to confront it? Because the truth is you're so fucking groomed into responding to mediocre whiteness. It's against your grooming to do otherwise. Free yourself from mental slavery, please. People, you don't have to vote just because they told you to. This is the time. Your ancestors, just the other day, we said, Celebrated the man who said, oh, you don't want me on the bus in the front seat? Well, fuck you and fuck you too. You heard what Three Fish just said. They make, they make it seem like MLK was just a reverend and he only dealt with the church. That is not true. Is it Three Fish? Because he did way more than he did way more than that, didn't he? But nobody talks about that. Yes. Because you see, the world knows that Malcolm and Martin actually agreed on stuff. Then it means then that we as black and brown people would actually know how to work in unison. Don't you understand? Gente, gente, go down the line. Palestine would not still be suffering if we had Che and Fidel and everybody I just named because they wouldn't put up with the fuckery. Why are you doing it? No! I hear all kind of thing about this one, March. What's the difference in Palestine and Vietnam? Listen, preach, man. Preach. What the fuck is the difference between the two? What the fuck is the difference between Palestine and slavery? I just broke it down to you all. I just told you how it went. And look at where we at. So why the ass y'all can just, you know, Get it together. Get it together. Stop supporting the mediocre whiteness. Start saying no. Power perceived is power achieved. We have too many lawmakers walking around here too fucking comfortable because they know you're going to put them back in office because they made sure that they created obstacles for you and I. When are you going to get that? 
And when are you going to do something about it? Because let me tell you something right now in case you didn't get the message yet. You're disappointing all those people, your ancestors, who were lynched, raped, sodomized, killed, terrorized, mentally and physically. You're, come on, man. If you're going to complain about the government and those in power abusing their power, then it starts with you. You had the job and you see your, your co-worker, your fellow manager talking down to staff. Say, hey, yo, let's have a conversation, man. We don't need to talk to people like that. You can still get the work done. Mistakes happen. Let me, let me talk to you all about mistakes because this is another one at the job that happens a lot. My black and brown sisters especially. This one's for you. Have you ever worked a job, especially a clerical job, and you make a typo? The typo not that bad, you know. And let me tell you all something. If you was paying attention to when... Other people do their work, you'd find out, guess what? It happens. Sometimes, you know, keyboard sticks. Sometimes something don't save properly. Sometimes they didn't even catch it. It doesn't matter. But you know what we do on the job? If CJ submits something and there's that one teeny weeny typo, we look at that and make it huge. Why? Why? Why are we stressing out each other like that? Why not say, oh, wow, great job. I'm glad you put that. I'm glad you got the time to do that. How about we just fix that one thing right there? Come on, man. man. Come on. We have students who are not graduating school because we decided it was a fantastic idea to base grades on attendance. That's another topic I'm going to come back to because you all need to pay attention. You need to pay attention. Why do you think they could close down those schools like that? Look at how they did that flow right here in New Haven. They started talking about the absenteeism and next thing you know, Hill House missing money or oh, whoops. Whoops, they'll say they didn't know it was there. How the fuck you didn't know four payments came in? Are you blind? Are you blind? So you're telling me the check came and nobody opened that mail? Stop lying. This was a whole schematic right here. It's the separation of wealth. And it makes sense because this is the outcome of life after COVID. They know that resources are dwindling. They're, listen, we mentioned this before. Look at how wealth is really calculated. You really think if you want to go run up in, let's use somebody like 50 cent. Let's run up in, no, sorry. Take 50 cent off. Let's one better. Let's run up in Diddy's house. You think Diddy really have all that money? No, you don't. Mm -mm. No, you don't. Right? His name is on different things that acquire wealth. You got to know the difference between having wealth and acquiring wealth. Those are two different things. Why do you think when Martha Stewart went to jail, right? Notice, no sooner was she back in society. What did she do? Her ass went back to work, didn't she? Why? Because her wealth was affected. She had to make back what she lost. Why? Because the way she acquired wealth was attached to her brand, which just got lambasted. So she had to do rebranding. It came out of course. You notice how they started selling off all the Martha Stewart stuff. People started talking shit. Everything's so expensive, yada, yada, yada. But this woman is still able to afford things. Now, I could tell you my black ass could lose a job and it would take me. I, I'm still recovering from my first job loss. It's a fact. Because they made sure they put these barriers in place. And where we fuck up at is when we have position, place, and power, and instead of correcting the problem, we become part of the problem because now we have power. So it's okay to talk to the little clerk at um, at Walgreens like shit. It's 
okay to talk to the receptionist or the guard like crap. It's okay to tell that teachers need to stay late or come in early. It's okay to tell that the um, low paid employee that they have to travel every day. It's okay to do that. When they don't do it, they're a problem. Or it's okay to create situations where they're stressed out. Like, no, you know that they have a manager who is vile and aggressive, but you leave the situation alone, especially when it's a white person. But then when it escalates, you're quick on the move. These, these, places, these places aren't stupid. They know how to do their shit. White supremacy never changed. It got revised. I need you all to marinate on that because this is a topic we're going to be talking about more and more, especially as we get into the legislative session. You have power. They just don't want you to touch it. The more you go and you massage and finesse that mediocre whiteness and you make excuses for it, the more you're part of the problem. Well, three-fifths, I'm so glad that you were able to sign in tonight. You know, we're not going to end without taking a moment of silence for Gaza. So, folks, if you don't mind, stick around for a few minutes. Starting now, let's have a moment of silence for our friends in Gaza and all of those, ourselves and those around us. We really, you know, that knee of oppression is on our neck. My friends, join us in our moment of silence. Thank you. help and protect people all of us oh Allah ease our pain and suffering oh Allah bestow of mercy bestow your mercy on us oh Allah open people's heart to recognize what's happening in Palestine and across the world our brothers and sisters in Sudan, Yemen, and beyond. Oh Allah, help those in, who are in need, wherever they may be. Amen. Let me tell you all something. Three First and I, you know, he's one of my circle, and we sit down and break bread. And one of the things that we are adamant about is protecting our future. And we need you all to understand what that, that means. We have our friend, young guy, Manny Camacho. He wants to be a legislator. All right. He's, he's figuring out where that will be and what that will look like. Let's make this possible. 
address the mediocre whiteness. Manny shouldn't have to be running for office and have to play let's make a deal, man. That's wrong. Okay? We could make this change. Don't let the mediocre whiteness fool you. Let's get the vengeance for our ancestors who stood face to face, smiling probably. They probably looked at Columbus and thought they met a friend. Hmm. They did say the devil wears Prada. But the point is, is that pay attention. I know we talk about equity, diversity, inclusivity, but understand what that looks like. What that really means. A racist doesn't announce him or himself or herself. Bias doesn't just come out and say I'm biased. Pay attention to the room. Pay attention to how people interact with those who have less than or who are not on their level. Okay? We can't keep doing this. There's no reason why in 2024 we have mediocre white legislators and, and lawmakers and people running agencies and doing all these decision making and they don't have any interest in solving a damn fucking thing because they live well and they pride themselves on being able to go on tv and make you think that you should be grateful for their shit remember what i said at the start columbus didn't have an uber he didn't have an iphone right he didn't even have an ak-47 but to your ancestors he was new and to them he was a friend and look at what he did the poster boy for mediocre whiteness my friends three-fifths i could never thank you enough three-fifths for all you've done i'm tell you about this guy three-fifths man not only someone i i consider to be a great friend an ally let me tell you some front line all day every day don't get confused just because He's not at the rally, don't mean he's not around. This is where you all need to understand, right? The battlefield has changed, my friends. The battlefield has changed. It's actually more than one. That's what you need to understand and recognize. We could do this. We could do this. We can do it. But we have to have the ganas, desire. Don't they start to ganas? Well, I can't thank you all enough for your continual support and encouragement. We're going to continue this conversation more and more because we need you all to really understand that even though places like Connecticut claims to be progressive, it's really governed by mediocre whiteness, which grooms everything and moves it all. So we really shouldn't be surprised by their judgment calls, right? Especially by those who have perceived power. Okay. Wherever you are, whoever you're with, I want you to take a minute, at least five minutes, I should say. And I want you to be nice to yourself. I want you to talk to yourself. I want you to talk to you. How do you feel comfortable doing it? Sit in your room, sit in your car, sit and talk. In the bathroom. I'm not a judge. But trust me when I tell you, we all need to do this. We need to be nicer to ourselves because you don't know this yet. You were today's years old and you realize how groomed you were into mediocre whiteness. So you need to love yourself out of it. And part of that is sitting down and saying to yourself, I was today's years old when I realized my biggest setback was me not realizing I am my own setup. Write that down if you need to. Okay? Be nice to the person 
your own. Say good morning. Those little simple things make a big difference. Tell the people in your house good night before you go to bed. Three first over there smiling because he old school. They still do that. You feel me? Right? Call that friend and say, hey, how you doing? Just for no reason. Talk about things other than what's on TV for no reason. Be nice to you, but still care. Okay? And if you don't want to go out on the streets to the rallies, or you, you don't have the ability to, let me say it like that, because there could be many reasons why you're not there. I respect it. If you don't know how to get involved, reach out to one of us. We'll help you. And just in case nobody told you this today, or you didn't even know, you're amazing. And I know that. And we know that. And you need to remember that. We can't thank you enough for continuing to like, share, and subscribe. Please continue to do that. We can't do what we do without you. All right? I believe in you. All right? And you will believe in you too. We got this. I'm not going to tell you every day is going to be easy. That's a lie. I have some days when I have to pull myself all the way out. But as an Islam, you know, we do not see a setback as a fallback. It's actually a way to be even better. It takes time. You got this, and we got you. Well, that's all for tonight. Fist up, smile on. Peace, CJ.